We're, we're going to talk about driving your dream. You know, we're all driving somewhere. You got your vehicle to get here. And so, uh, you, you know, or you rode with somebody to get here. And praise and worship is kind of the vehicle to get to God. You know that? So you start worshiping, you can get to God by just kind of getting in that praise and worship mode. But we want to drive our dream. And so we're glad that you're with us. Anybody in here besides me like to dream? Uh, you know, one of the uh, around Christmas time, there's one station. I don't know if it's TBS or whatever plays Christmas story. 24-7. Now, there's a couple words in Christmas story. I get that, and I know that. So some of you might, don't send me any hate mail, I know. But uh, it's still a cute story. And uh, But Ralphie's a dreamer. You know, he's always dreaming of his BB gun and all that stuff. So this isn't a Christmas message, but I'm just saying he's a dreamer, and he likes to dream. And so I want my dreams to come true. How about you? You know, I'm tired of wishing upon a star, and it makes no difference who you are. Uh, I want my dreams to come true. <laughs> I want to start seeing things happen in my lifetime instead of, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're happening over here or over there, but God, I, you know, I want to see it here. I want to see things happen with my kids and with myself and, and my family. So what is reality? If you look in your Bible, Genesis 37, 5, it says, now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So obviously when I read that scripture, we're going to look at, uh, at, this is Genesis 37, 5. I'm going to look at 19, so you can drop down to 19. We're going to read that next. But obviously, Joseph was one that told his brothers a lot of stuff. He dreamed that he was a dreamer. They didn't like that. When he told it, they didn't like him. They hated him even more. So obviously, they weren't real fond of him anyhow. And then here's 19. Then they said to one another, look, the dreamer is coming. And you know the rest of the story. But I wanted to kind of set the stage. It's okay to dream. Some of us are afraid to dream. You know, we've been drilled in this world system so much to think that we can't dream. We can't have anything good. I, I spent some time yesterday talking with a, a guy that was uh, working with me doing what I was doing. I was doing a wedding yesterday, but I was helping him up in the sound booth. And he was just hungry for the things of God, wanted to find out about, you know, he's like, I've, oh, I've heard about that. Or you know what he's saying? I've dreamed that stuff would happen. You know, I'd like to see that stuff happen now. And so he's like, tell me another story. Joseph was 17 when God gave him a world-changing dream. 17 years old. I believe God has a dream for every person in here. Those listening by download or whatever, he has a dream for you. He has something he wants to deposit in you. He has great things that he wants to do for the kingdom of God so that people will find his son. And he needs people to carry out that dream. Sometimes we go, well, you know, Brett, God doesn't want me. My name's not Donald Trump. My name's not Hillary. What we saw a sign the other day said, Hillary for prison 2016. <laughs> huh. I'm just telling you what I saw. I'm not commenting on it. I'm just saying, but, you know, my name's not this. My name's not that. My name's not, you know, uh, Oral Roberts or whatever. It, you know, God's saying, you know, I know what your name is. Right, I'm not even a Martin Luther King. But you are who God wants you to be if you'll listen to him. The dream you have for your business, maybe for your education, for your kids, yourself, your family. God wants you to dream again. I know he told my wife to expect big things and to dream. When I was getting this message ready, I thought, oh, Kim's going to love this. Because she likes, she wants to dream. You know what dreaming does? It kind of takes you to where you're not now. Where, where God, just let me imagine, my sister's in the, the group, one of our favorite all-time vacation places is Indian River, Michigan. 
you want a place that you can just go and go to a like a fishing cabin and just kind of go and fish and just kind of and not really worry about all of the stuff of the world and all stuff, I can help you out. I can show you where to go. I'm telling you, my kids love that place as well. But my sister and I and probably even my children and my wife can imagine us being there, can dream about it to the point where it's almost like, oh, Lord, that's so nice. Aren't you ready to have God do some things for you? He is ready, willing, and he is certainly able. Matter of fact, I'm just going to let you know something. He's already done them. Aren't you ready to dream again? God wants to bless you. They're godly dreams. He cares about you. He cares about them. And the Bible says that God is light. Amen? So he gives you light. What it means is he turns it on so you can see how to do it. I never thought of that. Like it's, and I, you got to understand what I'm trying to say. It's already there. You just can't see it yet. You haven't noticed it yet. You've been able to dream it, but you're, you kind of just, ah, you know, I'm not that person or I'm not this or I'm not whatever. You know, God says, you are who I've made you. I want to show you. If he turned on the light, you know, there's a real difference between how guys clean things and how girls clean things. <laughs> I can cook, say I can cook burgers on the stove. I think the greatest idea is let the grease that pops off gel up so you know where it's at. You can scrape it off. <laughs> That's not Kim's idea of clean. Kim's like, no, let's get that Clorox stuff and let's bleach that. You know, we, it's all different, you know. Or she can, she's the one that can come in. I'm like, the place looks great. She can turn on the light and go, did you dust behind that? Did you sweep that? <sighs> See, that's what God does. God turns on the light. He starts showing you things, and you're like, wow, I never saw that before. Have you ever opened your Bible and read a scripture you've read a hundred times, and now it all of a sudden goes, whoa! Because he's shining light on that. Something in your spirit connects with that. Have you ever, as a kid, or maybe even as an adult, ran at night? Man, we would play Ghost in the Graveyard at night. And now we change the name of it. Daddy in the backyard or whatever we wanted to call it because we didn't want to be not spiritual. <laughs> so we changed the name. <laughs> but if you're playing that, I'm telling you, when you're running at night, it seems like you are flash. You're running fast and it's like, man, you are flying. And in the daytime, it doesn't seem that because at night you can't notice all of the things. You don't see all the details that you're passing. You just see the major things, and it just seems like you are flying. God can turn on the light and change your perspective. When he shines light on the situation, he could say, look, Brett, you missed this. You ran right by it. I wanted to do this, and that will help you down the road here. God wanted to judge us. He could just simply turn, on, turn out the light, and we could just play in the dark. That's not so good. I've ran into trees before playing ghost in the graveyard. They don't move. God showed me one time a dream of me doing what I'm doing today. He told me he wanted me to do it, and he showed me ministering to people. And I, I can't even say that I was really ready to do all of that or couldn't even hardly fathom that. But just to accept, okay, God, I, I, I see. But it starts with him saying, I'm going to turn on the light. I'm going to give you a dream. It doesn't even have to be a dream while you sleep. Because we talk about dreams, everybody, well, I got, it's got to be a dream. You know, did you dream last night? What about dreaming? Anybody daydream like Ralphie? I do. It could be a vision. Ever notice that leaders are dreamers? 
Leaders always have a good dream. They always, you know, God's told them something. They always feel like, man, I can do this. They think ahead. They plan ahead. And it's the dream that gets you somewhere. It's the dream that you're driving that gives you, man, I can get there. It affects how I walk, how I talk, how I think, how I act. It affects my life. It helps form my habits because I begin to do things that will affect the dream. If I could warn you of anything, don't be a dream killer. If your kids are coming up saying, I want to do this. And you might say, this is the fifth thing they've told me they want to do. I want to be a hairdresser. Great. I want to be a donut maker. Okay. I want to be a firefighter. All right. I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, how many times have you changed? I went to college. Anybody go to college? How many, you know, statistics, most people change their major two and three times before they finish school. Isn't that crazy? I did it. When I'm on the outside looking in, I'm thinking, oh, I know exactly what I want to be. You get into college, you go, I do not want to be that. And you change, or, or as you grow, God puts something else in your heart. And you start saying, I could use this for that. I didn't even understand. I knew what I was going to be when I went to college, and God took some of that and used it to apply for what I do today. I had no idea. George Bernard Shaw once said, dream of things that never were and ask why not. Somebody said one day, why can't we fly? Why can't we make a machine that will fly us? Didn't know. How, how many remember the telephone? Remember the rotary dial phone? How about this? The rotary dial phone, <laughs> you had a cord about like this. And so you had to talk like that. And then I went over to somebody's house and they had a long cord and they could pick. You ever watch Dick Van Dyke? Oh, how are you? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They could walk clear across the room or if they didn't have a long cord, the, the thing, the squiggly pigtail that went to the receiver. Some of them were about this long and they could stretch from here to here. Then somebody got really smart and made one that could go like for 10 feet. Oh, Freedom. I mean, you go in the, you know, if you were the man or the woman of the house, you go in the kitchen while you're doing dishes and the phone's clearing the other room. Uh-huh. Squirrels are in the attic again. Yeah. Father won't call the exterminator. No. Are you in a Zumba class? It's your noisy in here. How about this? How about when, it, when cell phones first came out? Remember that? Had a backpack. Seriously, your phone in the backpack was like this, battery operated, pull that antenna out. Or they could put it in the car and plug it in the lighter. If you had a phone like that, you were rich. I remember a guy saying, got a cell phone. Oh, let me see it. Man, the thing was like, it was like a gun. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> Somebody said the difference between cell phones and people is that cell phones are getting thinner and smarter. <laughs> now if my son was here this service he would be like dad you always do this but i'm going to do it anyway he'll be here second service but i'm going to take the word dream i don't know what that's called but i'm going to take each letter d-r-e-a-m what's that called that's what i'm going to do i'm going to act on him no acronym so this is what we're going to do we're going to take the word dream we're going to do d first okay dreams distinguish you dreams distinguish you God gives you a dream, it'll make you stand out, it'll mark you, because you, if you know God gave you a dream, it'll get inside you, and you can say, I'm not going to think about that. 
I'm not going to think about that, but it will mark you. When I was young, my mom would take me to these, and I didn't even know what a revival meeting was. You know what those are? You know, where you actually go to service and they're expecting God to do something. Because they're going to revive, you know, they want God to revive them. And I'd go there, and I'd tell you, every time we'd go somewhere, whoever was speaking would say, that young man, right, I'd be eight, nine years old, and they'd pull me out of the crowd, and I'd be like, Mama, why do they keep telling me to come out and come up? And I can remember hot tears running down my face, and I can remember, like, why do I feel this way? Why is everybody keep wanting to pray? Didn't recognize it, but see, God is a dreamer. He has a dream for you. His thoughts are high. He's got great ideas for you. It'll make you different from other people. It will distinguish you. Every one of you can get a dream from God. Every one of you. But not everybody will follow the dream God gives you. So we want to be one that follows. Joseph had a coat of many colors. He looked like Elton John everywhere he went. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> but it distinguished him. Oh, here he comes now. I won't even act that one out. <laughs> if you don't have a dream, hang out with somebody that does. Hang out with somebody that does because you can get the fat off the crumbs of their table. Get with somebody that says, you know what, I can see, I'm believing God's doing great things. I can't wait to get with God. I can't wait to do what God has called me to do. Hang out with somebody that hangs out with God and you can get a dream. Brett, I've never been successful. You know what they say. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. That came from a guy working in a lemon factory. <laughs> Seriously. You just have to get with God. You just have to say, God, show me a dream. Show me what you want me to do. I want to see that. If you hang, hang out with a bunch of losers, you'll never do or be anything of significance. If they don't ever see themselves doing anything, some people, all they can see is, I just want to get by. That's all I need. I just want to get by. If you want to stay with a get-by mentality... Nobody's going to stop you. But you'll never get or be or do what God has called you to do. Here's an R. Dreams release your potential. They release you to grow. Ever been to a, a, like a corporate office or a business and they have huge fish tanks? You know what the number one fish is that like the CEO or the big boss of that, you know what the number one fish is they want in a tank? Somebody just said it. Shark. Close, though. Barracuda, shark kind of thing. Shark! For real? Do you know? How many remember when the movie Jaws came out? Did that, like, movie, like, that just messed with me. We went to Myrtle Beach, and I was out there swimming, and I forgot how the current just was taking me. I was way out deep. Then I started thinking about that movie. That's not good. <laughs> You know, they said, I mean, just the word pictures of, of, of all of that. When Bambi came out, hunting dropped considerably that year just because of Bambi, the cartoon. Listen to me. They want sharks. You put a shark in a big tank, it'll grow about eight inches. You put a shark in the ocean, it'll grow about eight feet because of the environment. Like, what's that mean? What I'm telling you is that same principle works for you and I. 
You want to hang around in an environment where, where nobody wants to dream, nobody wants to think, God, what do you have? You're not going to excel. You're not going to grow to the potential God has. But if you get around people that love God, that are not afraid and love to dream, love to walk in faith, help me somebody, you'll start growing. They'll start ministering to you. You'll start picking up things and you'll start spreading your wings. I don't want to stay narrow-minded. Mud puddles, small thinking. I just heard a, a little joke of a, a frog that lived in a well, and he had this little puddle in there, and life was good. And He kept looking up, and he'd see light at the top of the well, and he finally made his way to crawl up to the top. And he looked over the side, and he saw a pond. He thought, oh, my goodness. He hopped a little bit, passed the pond, he found a lake. Hopped a little bit more, and passed the lake, he found an ocean. And he was missing a whole world out there because of his narrow-minded thinking. This is it. This is it. I'm telling you, the enemy wants to rock you to sleep, but this is as good as it gets. This is not as good as it gets. God has more. E, a dream will encourage you. It'll put wind back in your sails. It'll give you the want to again. People that refuse to dream are many times some of the most depressed people around. This is all it is. Every day I do the same thing. Or I. The people who are discouraged are the people who don't have a dream. Your dream makes you get up in the morning. It makes you go after life again. You've got to dream. You know, when I start, I'm so excited. I'm telling our, our, our team, I said, God's about to, he's doing things. Big things are coming for TLC. God's doing things. Well, Brett, do you see them? I don't have to see them with my physical eyes. I can see them in my spiritual mind, in my spiritual eyes. You need to see dreams about you too. You need to see what God is doing. God, is that a dream? Did he give you a dream to do something and you just kind of lost hope in it? I'm here today to stir you back up to the, again. Just to say, I can dream again. Here's A. Dreams will change stubborn attitudes. You know what a stubborn attitude is? I'm not telling you. No. Stubborn attitude is a prevailing one. It's, you know, people, it's never been done. We've never done it that way before. Mm -mm. They're closed-minded about anything new or new ideas. I also just heard a story. What's amazing is just before I came today, I heard a story about this. A company went to another major company that rents movies and DVDs and says, we want to do something on online where they can, they can save the trip to the store. They can get their movie or rent it. We'd like you to partner with us. And the company said, I don't think so. We got this. So the other company said, okay, fine. The company that wanted to do that's called Netflix. And they about put the other company out of business. Because the other company refused to go, okay, I, you know, just because it's done this way all the time, you know, that's what happened to church. Well, God's always done it this way. This is the way we've always done it. What if God is saying that season was great, but we're doing it a different way now? Are you ready to dream? The Wright brothers were sons of a Methodist preacher, and their dad preached one day, and he said, if God would have wanted men to fly, he would have given them wings. And those two boys felt something inside their spirit, and they felt that challenge. And they knew that their father was stubborn. He had a prevailing attitude. But they went out to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, and broke through the prevailing attitude or the stubborn attitude that man cannot fly, and they changed the world with that dream. Think about the things that have been invented since you have been alive. 
Do you think they did not run against people that said, that can't be done? Are you nuts? That's No. I remember somebody saying, we've learned all we can learn. There's nothing else to be invented. Really? I remember, how many remember being a kid watching men walk on the moon? I still, I still remember watching that, and I couldn't believe, what? these guys are on the moon. I remember going out at night going, some dude walked on that. Now I just dream like, God, you made that. There's always going to be naysayers that'll come against your dream. It can't be done. We've never done it that way before. It'll never get off the ground. You're just all smoke. I give it six months tops. They're crazy. They're delusional. You've got to separate yourself from some of those. I mean that in a good way. Or you can call them turkeys. Eagles do fly higher. You've got to be with people that want to dream. Now, that doesn't mean you've got to be mean to these people. Please understand, I'm not saying anything. You've got to be love. Got to be love. And, and sometimes we're all on journeys. The Bible says from glory to glory, right? Sometimes you'll find yourself that people are still, how about your children? How many parents do we have in the building? And your kids think they know everything right now. Okay? And you want to tell them, Dang! and they're like, oh, I got that down. Don't you ever worry. We're never going to do that. Okay. It's amazing then when they have kids how they change. Before they didn't care. It doesn't matter who watches, who I hang out with. It doesn't matter when they have kids. Oh, they're not going over there. Oh, no. Everything, you know, is subject to change if we understand. But if we are just saying, God, you don't change. You're the one stability I have. But I can change towards you. You can give me a dream and I can mold my way of thinking to how you think. I can anchor myself to you. I can dream again because I know I'm safe with you. You don't move. You don't sway. You're always true. So those that maybe don't want to dream with you, you just love them. And you don't have to tell them all about your dream. You just love them. Sooner or later, you know, they want to dream too. And they might learn from you and God might use you to get them to dream. It does matter who you hang out with. M, your dream will motivate you. It's like nuclear energy in your soul. When you get a dream, energy will be proportionate to your dream. I loved writing this because I'm like, oh, man. Because I feel like God just is showing me stuff. If I would understand he's letting me dream or letting me and Kim dream together and he's putting things together, then he's going to give us the energy to do exactly what he's called us to do. I've had people, I, I had one guy say, you know what, Brett, I wouldn't launch a third service. Well, don't. I am. Because God's told me to. So here's the cool thing. Well, you're going to have to preach three times. Bring it. I want to preach three times. I love to preach. I'll preach five times. I don't, that's something, I'm passionate about that. I like that. I'll have all the energy. I had a pastor one time tell me when I was an associate pastor, he goes, Oh, now that you're going to be a senior pastor, he said, what are you going to do? You'll have to preach this, this, maybe three times a week. I said, then God will give me three messages. I mean, to me, it just makes sense. I got to do what he's got. So he's going to give me the energy he's going to supply. Listen, if he guides, he supplies. Study was done on people who retired early. Every time they found out, <laughs> or they every time they found people who retired early and they did nothing in other words once they retired they're like okay that's it i'm done within three years after they retired if they did nothing had no goals they had a decline in health 
because they had nothing to excite them. They had any reason to get up in the morning. So they went further, nothing to challenge them. They didn't have anything to pull potential, so they did a study with rats in Germany. Oh, rats. First group, they just fed them. The rats didn't have to do anything. They just ate. Mm -mm -mm. Here you go, kibbles and bits, whatever they fed them. I don't know what they fed them, but they just ate. Second group of rats, they put them in a maze, and they had to work the maze to go get their food, and every day they changed the maze. This is what they found out. The rats that had to face the challenge, they compared the two, they lived six months longer than the ones that did nothing. And you're like, Brett, I am not a rat. I know that. But just think, six months in rat years, that's a long time. <laughs> My point is this. If you don't have a goal, you don't have something to stimulate your brain, you don't have something to keep you sharp and focused, you need a challenge. It'll help you live longer. You need to have a hobby, something that you just love to do, something that God has put in you, something that you can dream, something that can help you prosper to, to further the kingdom. You need challenges. I don't care how old you are, you need a dream. Dreams motivate us, they energize us, they fire us up. This is what you need, you need a dream. Some of you have given up on your dream. You just don't need more cheese with that wine, you just need to do your dream. You need a dream. You need to hang out with people that are dreaming. There are people that don't like sharp leadership. They don't like people that are go-getters because it, it makes them look bad. Well, I don't want to be around you because you're one that you're going you're gonna to take the hill. I don't want to take the hill. I just want to get in a hammock and lay down and not do anything about the hill. I'm keeping you alive. Come on, somebody. You guys need somebody that's going to dream. You need somebody that's going to push you. You can do some things. God has great things for you. You might be keeping your neighbors alive. You ever notice you start fixing your house up, the neighbor around is going to start working on his house? They're like, hmm. And, like, and, and I get it. Sometimes you're like, dude, will you stop? But I understand. God wants to get you out. You know, if you shoot at nothing, you'll hit it. Here's some cool things about dreams, and we'll wrap this thing up. <clears throat> Number one, dream problems are the best problems. The Bible says in this life you'll have tribulation. Hashtag problems. Jesus said that. I didn't. Here's a fun fact. If you do nothing, you're still going to have problems. I mean, you can do nothing. You're still going to have problems. I'd rather work on problems that involve my dream and get me going somewhere, help me live longer, get me excited, bring in wealth so I can bless and do things of the kingdom. I'd rather do stuff like that. Excuses are the crutches of the uncommitted. There's always going to be a reason to quit. Always. Ray Kroc was 54 years old, a year younger than I am right now. 54 years old was Ray Kroc when he left his sales job in Chicago, started a hamburger chain called McDonald's. Moses was 80 before he started doing anything. Colonel Sanders, 65 when he started KFC, Kentucky Fried Finger Licking Good Chicken. I'm not even in my prime yet, are you? I mean, God's got great things in store for us. Somebody give God a big hand clap. Can you do that? So you can dream no matter how old you are. If you're in this building today, you, you can dream no matter how old you are. We got younger people that are in their 20s, 18, 19, 21, 22, and they're whining because their dreams haven't come through yet. Those of us that have lived a little bit, come on! 
We got to start saying to each other, listen, it's going to happen, but you got to keep pushing the dream. You got to keep driving that dream. Because if you don't drive the dream God gave you, it's not going to get drove. That's not good English, but you know what I mean. Here's number two. Dreams don't always line up with what's going on in life at that time. Dreams don't always line up with what's going on. So what's going on around you isn't always going to line up with your dream. Joseph had a dream. Guess what happened? He went in the pit. He got lied on, attacked, was in prison. It was inconsistent with the dream that he had. God didn't show him that in the dream. You ever been through some stuff and you're like, this is not what we talked about, God. I don't remember going over this part of the contract here. In those moments, you got two choices. Number one, you can reduce your life to your present circumstances. In other words, give up or settle. And I'm just telling you, this is what I'm thankful for. I'm just going to give my daughter a high five. She did not give up and she did not settle. Number two, believe believe through God that your life's going to catch up with the dream that he gave you if you don't quit or give up. Never allow circumstances to change the dream that God's put in your heart. Habakkuk 2.3, I've heard my wife quote this many times. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. What will speak? Think about that. Your dream's going to be talking. It will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Even if God has to prolong your life, if you're being obedient to him, he's going to bring to pass the dream he's put in your heart. Are you listening today? If he's put a dream in you, if you'll listen to him and you'll obey him, he's going to do everything on his part. He's already done that for you to line up with him and watch that stuff come to pass. Here's number three. Cool thing about dreams. Dreams will demand integrity. Joseph shows us this when he turns down Potiphar's wife. It's going to require, if you're going to have a dream from God, it's going to require integrity. Women are different than men. Is that true? Yeah, boy. We just came through Valentine's Day. Girls like Valentine's stuff. They like romantic stuff. They like walks on the beaches. They like talk to me. You know, they want to, They have emotional needs. Communication. Hold my hand. Give me flowers. Candy. Love that. You're wonderful. Love that. They love that. Men are visual. We are very simple creatures, are we not, guys? You know, we're, we don't have a whole lot of needs. Dr. Mark Rutland said it. He just, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. He said, men just want women to show up naked and with food. He's a doctor. I didn't say it. He did. What I'm saying is we're made different. When God begins to bless the dream, you've got to watch it because dreams require integrity. The higher he raises you up, you cannot take advantage of people in that position. Here's the fourth cool thing about dreams. Dreams will require morality. What other people believe about you is never as important as what you believe about you. What do you think about yourself? Two reasons why dreams break down. People quit believing God. And secondly, they quit believing in themselves. You've got to believe in you. You know what helps? If you know and you believe in God and you are genuine, people will be like, I don't know, I know that person, and I'm telling you what, they're not putting on. They know what genuine is. I know people who believe in God, but they don't believe in themselves, and I know who people who believe in themselves, and they don't believe in God. You've got to have both of those. 
if you want to fulfill the dream. Joseph teaches us that. He helps others with their dream. While you wait on your dream to come true, who are you helping? He helped the butler, the baker, the candlestick maker. That just rhymes. I just had to throw that in. He helped Pharaoh. My question is, who are you helping with your dream? Ephesians 6, 8 says, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he'll receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. Through your time, through your resources, who are you helping with their dream? If nobody's helping you with your dream, it's probably a pretty good sign that you need to help somebody with theirs. You might say, well, that's not fair. This isn't, this isn't about what you think is fair. I'm just saying the Bible talks about the goal and doing to others as you'd have them doing to you. If nobody's helping you, well, I have this dream. I have a dream too. Okay, God, show me who I can help with their dream, who I can help lift up for your kingdom. Here's number five. Dreams come when we get a plan, and I'm going to do that same, whatever that word is, P-L-A-N, but it's not going to take very long. <laughs> so you might feel like today you're, Brett's doing Sesame Street. Near? far today's word now we're going to do plan p-l-a-n pray it out p if you don't pray it out you need to watch out start praying it out god I've, I, I just you gave me this i want to pray about it man i think and start beginning to pray about it if you have a prayer language pray in the spirit over that thing but pray it out here's l lay it out write it down put your dream down my white journals things write that down make it plain what was your dream about be descriptive write it out lay it out in front of you a, act it out. How are you going to do that dream? What are the action steps that you need to take? Move in that direction. You don't have to do everything now, but how could you start doing that? Well, I believe I'm going to own a business. What kind of business? How do you own a business? Start finding that out. I'd never started a church before. I didn't know how to start a church. I was always put in churches that were already existing. I had to find out. I had to do what I'm telling you. I had to start, okay, how do I move towards that? God, you gave me the name, you gave me the scripture. How do I, I don't know how to do that. So I had to start finding out how to do that and start moving that way. Small steps matter. And here's N, navigate it out. Here's what I mean. A Navy SEAL commander said this, I've never seen a plan of attack survive the battle. Brett, what's that mean? I just mean things can change. You know, you can get in the heat of the attack. You might have to make some adjustments. You ever go to the grocery store and all of a sudden you change your menu? Okay, now we need this. Or you get a call. Hey, we don't have any. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Okay, we got to get this. I got to make this change. Or I got to do this. Or something comes up. We don't have time to make that now. What can we do? Okay, you might have to, you might have to make some adjustments. You're going to have to navigate. But you can ask God, and God will show you how to do that. He'll help you navigate that plan and that dream. Sometimes you can, ex you know, you can expect the unexpected. Well, I didn't expect that. Well, just say, God, I'm going to trust you. You tell me how to move. You move left or right. That's what I'll do. Number six, cool thing about dreams. Dreams produce discipline. Be ambitious with your life. David was just tending sheep, but he used his time while he was doing that to perfect the art of the slingshot. You know, at that time, I don't think he ever knew he was going to face Goliath. But yet during that time, he was like, I got the lion, I got the bear. He wrote songs, and his gift, listen to me now, his gift would make room for him in the palace. Your gift will make room for you. If you're a baker, help somebody out and do something. People will be like, that is awesome. You made that. If you work with wood, I don't know what your, make, your gift will make room for you. While nobody's watching, you're in training. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're in training. 
David became a pizza delivery guy to his brothers. He brought them bread and cheese. That's pizza. Just saying. All the drama, all the stuff you've been through, all the junk, all the stuff that you felt is unnecessary, whether you brought it on, whether the enemy made an attack, whatever, God can make that turn out for your good. He can make the crooked ways straight. That can be used as fertilizer so you can fulfill your dream. Every job, all that stuff. Be ambitious. I'm just about finished. Now, I'm not endorsing this movie, but I'm just telling you the prefix of it or the pretext. Or I'm just telling you about the movie, okay? Not endorsing. Saving Private Ryan. You ever heard of it? This is what happens in the movie, okay? And again, not endorsing. I, I'm, I don't know, I've never seen the whole movie, but I know the premise of what happens. A woman's got three boys that got called to war. Two of them have already died. She has one guy left. And they say, you know what? His name is, guess what? Ryan. We can't do that to her. Let's go get him and bring him out of the war. That's, that's the premise of the movie. And what happens in the end scene, and this is one of the scenes and one of the only few that I've ever seen of this movie, Tom Hanks pulls the guy down and he says, all these guys gave up their life so you could live. Make something out of it. Don't, don't do this in vain. Do make purpose. Do something. And I thought to myself, what if Jesus were standing right here? Did he not die for us? Did he not say, could he not just say, do something with your life? I've given my life for yours. Do something with it. I'm going to have my wife come to the keyboard. The prayer team's going to come. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes.